0: Hi everyone and welcome back to the show. Happy Monday. I hope you have had a great week. Today I don't want to talk too much here because this is an amazing story and an amazing episode. We are going to be hitting every single key point when it comes to standing for the sanctity of life and a life devaluing generation. So without further ado, here is Rebecca's pro-life story. Welcome back. Today we have a really special guest with us because Roe v. Wade was overturned and now it is constitutionally up to the states what happens to um, a woman's right to an abortion. Um, That's all up to the states now. I think that's one of the misconceptions we've heard is that abortion is totally ceased for anyone. Um, No, that's not true. Constitutionally, it's now up to the states, which in my opinion... It should have been that way from the beginning, but um, we have a justice system and we have the United States Supreme Court, so we are very grateful for those justices. Um, and today I have Rebecca on with us. She is from the Gospel Is Enough um, Instagram page, and I just I want her to introduce herself to us really quickly.
1: Hi, my name is Rebecca. Um, I run an Instagram page called The Gospel Is Enough, and Um, Basically, I'm just very passionate about sharing the gospel and um, non-believers and also to believers to encourage them. And um, so, yeah, Um, I have uh, three kids. Um, I have a 16-year-old daughter, a nine-year-old daughter, and a three-year-old son, and I've been married for 10 years.
0: That's so amazing. And I'm just so encouraged by seeing so many on Instagram use their voice for something so good. And especially in these days where everyone wants to nitpick the little um, topics and issues in the world, a lot of us have stayed true to what the gospel is and truly like what God called us to be on this earth for. So I really appreciate that. And I think we just, we really want to hear your story as listeners. Um, I know that the pro-life movement is full of so many stories and I love what I get to do. I get to hear um, people's stories and really let them tell who they are and how it has changed their life. So do you want to share your story with us?
1: Absolutely. Um, so, um, well, growing up, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, I had a mom who uh, just drenched um, all of us in prayer growing up. She just faithfully, um, was always praying for us. And um, I think that that is plays a huge role in who I am today um, because of the work that she was doing behind the scenes mm-hmm. um, as a mother. And so um, when I became a teenager, um, I really just walked away from the Lord and was in complete rebellion. Um, I started partying and drinking with really no regard to my family and to the Lord and just living in complete selfishness and sin. Um, And at 16 years old, I got into a relationship with a guy, and um, it was just a total disobedient relationship to God's design for what a godly relationship should look like. Um, He was not a Christian, um, so he definitely wasn't a godly man, and he was also living a lifestyle of total sin and rebellion And, um, he was rebellious towards the law, disrespectful to his parents and, um, eventually grew very disrespectful in a very abusive way towards me. Mm. Um, we really jumped all in, in this relationship very quickly. And when I was 16 years old, I became pregnant by him. And, uh, you know, it was a very scary time for me being so young, um, I was terrified because of the circumstances that I was in, just being in this really kind of unhealthy relationship. um, I was, you know, I knew I was going to have to tell my family, uh, which was really scary um, as a 16-year-old to have to go tell your parents, hey, I'm pregnant. Um, Luckily, I did have like a really close relationship with my mom. And growing up, my mom always told me that there is nothing that I could ever do that we couldn't walk through together. And, um, so she was the first person that I did open up to and, and tell that I was pregnant. And, um, I was really fearful about the financial instability because, mm-hmm. you know, I was keep in mind, I was only in high school, so I didn't have a job. Um, my boyfriend was, you know, living a dangerous lifestyle of carelessness, total disregard to me. Um, and, uh, just, he didn't have a job. He wasn't financially supportive in any way. Um, he was actually 19, but he just didn't have a lot of work ethic. And so, um, it was just a really scary time finding out that I was pregnant at such a young age. I felt lost, like I didn't have support. Um, and I specifically remember just the day that I had to tell my dad, you know, that I was pregnant Mm -hmm. and, um, I was afraid of how angry he might be. But um, growing up in a Christian home, I just knew in my heart that abortion just wasn't an option. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was definitely feeling overwhelmed by the weight of my circumstances. After um, many days of heated conversations with friends and family, I decided to join my family that Sunday at church. I hadn't been going regularly uh, during that time. Um, I grew up going regularly, but, you know, I walked away. And so that Sunday... We walked into church, and I just remember feeling super overwhelmed, this overwhelming sense of guilt. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't raised this way, and only in a few months, literally everybody that I've ever known in my life is going to know Mm -hmm. that um, I had had sex, you know? And um, so we walked into church that day, and I walked over to the greeter, and I was handed a church bulletin. And within that bulletin was a pro-life pamphlet. Mm-hmm. And it was all about the sanctity of life and abortion. And the entire sermon was addressing abortion and our role as Christians to stand up against against it. And also to show the love of Christ to pregnant women who may mm-hmm. need support, um, who might be walking through diff- difficult circumstances, just like me. And so um, it was just a really powerful day for my family because it was, Truly, um, God's hand was in that Mm -hmm. moment. It was just so meant to be for us to be there that Sunday. And, um, we all just kind of left the service, just weeping, knowing that God created this life within me. And, um, my family just made a stand that took a stand that day saying that they were going to honor the Lord and come beside me Mm -hmm. through this pregnancy journey and support me with raising this child. So, um. Fast forward a little while, September tenth, two thousand five, we welcomed a beautiful baby girl named Christina into this world, Mm -hmm. and um, I could just never have imagined the depth the depths of love that I would feel for her. Mm -hmm. Um, But God knew, and um, I truly believe that God gave me this child to sanctify me and um, to change my life for the better. And um, although I had the support of my family, my relationship. With my boyfriend at the time, continued to grow darker Mm -hmm. and um, the abuse grew a lot more violent. So, um, when Christina was a year old, I knew um, through a lot of support through my family and prayer um, that I had to leave this relationship for our safety. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, these were some of the most scariest, most painful moments in my life, but the Lord was faithful every step of the way. He protected us um, from the abusive situation that I was leaving. He walked us through um, the court process and just opened doors left and right um, to help provide and uh, keep me and my daughter safe. And um, and then the Lord just surrounded us with the body of Christ. Um, from the moment I was pregnant up until, you know, having to leave this relationship and working walking through that painful time, Um, I just had so many people who came around me and supported me. Um, the church was huge and, um, pregnancy centers that I went to, to get, you know, anything from diapers to onesies and just all the little things that, you know, really add up when you're uh, Mm -hmm. raising a baby. Um, so I just had so much amazing support and just really felt the love of the body of Christ, um, coming around me during that time. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was just, um, such a time where God used, he used this whole situation and this child to draw me into him. And, um, I knew that I just wanted to protect this baby at all costs and do right by her. And, um, really just was wanting to turn my life around. So, um, we started going back to church and I started getting healing, um, through counseling and through the Lord and, Um, a few, a few years later, I actually landed at a church that had a ministry. Um, it was a Christian ministry for, um, abuse healing. And I went through this, uh, ministry and, um, it was just so helpful. Um, and it just really helped me to see God's design for a healthy relationship and understand abuse from a biblical perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was a really powerful experience in my life. It really grew me. Um, and so I got really passionate about helping women, um, in situations similar to mine. And, um, I ended up becoming a facilitator for mending the soul and walking alongside other women. Um, so fast forward to, um, a few years later, um, Christina was about five years old And I met a Christian man who very quickly stole our hearts, both my heart and hers. Mm -hmm. Um, she just immediately kind of took to him and, um, he just adored Christina and treated us both with so much respect and love that we deserved. He loved us and supported me. And he really just, he never made me feel guilty or ashamed Mm -hmm. about my past, um, It was literally as if God had handpicked this man to be in my life and in Christina's life. Um, So, six months later, we were engaged and were very quickly married, and um, he just embraced the role as a father to Christina immediately. Um, We welcomed our second child in the summer of 2012. Um, and then in 2017, we finally got to finish all the paperwork in the process of my husband legally adopting Christina mm-hmm. as his daughter. And so, um, and in 2018, we welcomed our last child, a baby boy, who is now three. So um, that's just kind of a, a overview of my story. There's so many other things that I could share and side stories about God's provision and how his hand was in this every step of the way. but. Um, All I just want to convey to everybody is that God's hand was in this from the moment he was knitting Christina together in my womb. And he knew the impact that this child would have on my life and everyone else that has been blessed to know her. Um, Christina is now 16 years old and she's very passionate. She's a very passionate supporter of the pro-life movement. She's um, worked for Susan B. Anthony List, educating voters on the law surrounding abortion in her state. And so, um, at this time, I'd like to introduce you to my daughter, Christina. Hi, Christina. Hi, I'm Christina.
0: Hi, it's so good to meet you. Um, I wonder. I was wondering if you would be willing to answer, like how this whole experience has just like changed your life and how it has really impacted you to make a stand for the pro-life movement. Mm -hmm.
2: Well, hearing my mom's story is like so powerful every time I hear it. Like I was just sitting over here listening and I've heard it so many times, but like it just really is like, I don't know, so powerful and Mm -hmm. all my opinions are based on the Bible. So I get that, like my pro-life views from, um, the Bible also just like, that's where I get my morals and everything. And, um, the more, like the stronger I grow in my faith, um, the stronger my stance is on being pro-life. And so, um, also the Bible is so clear about how valuable life is, which makes it a lot easier to be (laughs) pro-life because it's so clear, Mm -hmm. um, and Turning Point conferences also helped me grow with that view on <laughs> being pro-life because it's so
0: educational, mm-hmm. learning about, like, the process of abortion and how awful it is. I agree. I love Turning Point events. Um And I'm so glad that um, it's just been, like, a generational thing where your mom has passed on being pro-life to you because of what happened, and it kind of just solidifies how God brings brokenness like abuse and um, a teenage pregnancy into something so beautiful and for his glory. It's just so amazing to witness. And so um, it is mm-hmm. so good to meet you, Christine. And um, so on June 24th, America changed um, by the reversal of Roe v. Wade because of the Dobbs versus Jackson's women Health Organization case. This means that the decision for a woman to have an abortion is now up to the States. What is your view following this decision?
1: Um, Well, it was never constitutional to begin with for the Supreme Court to make a judgment in the case of abortion. Um, The role of the Supreme Court is to uphold the Constitution. So the original ruling was never constitutional to begin with, regardless of how someone feels about abortion. Um, Basically, the overruling gives the states the individual decision to rule on abortion which was the original design of how our country is supposed to function. Mm -hmm. Um, Each state should basically have their own laws based upon what the people in the state vote for. So um, the fight is not over. This Mm -hmm. is definitely a huge victory and we are all rejoicing, but um, you know, we have to now relentlessly be praying for our leaders and also putting the pressure on them uh, regarding abortion. And um, you know, it, gonna be a fight still, but mm-hmm. um it's just amazing to see that I I literally never thought that this would happen in our right. lifetime. So we're just so ecstatic. Um from a biblical perspective, I believe you know that abortion is murder and um so yeah we've just been rejoicing that it's been overturned mm-hmm. because it's just incredible to see. It is incredible and it's crazy.
0: It took half a century for it to happen and now that we actually have a woman on the supreme court it feels so much more like justice to women that finally um i think that the left or whoever um depicts abortion as something as a woman's right but denies to understand that the supreme court was made up of all men justices is just so hypocritical and ironic in my opinion but um I believe that like you said um i think it was students for action who said we've won the battle but here's the war and i think that the pro-life movement is here too we need to stand up i think we um continue to fight this isn't over i love seeing the signs um, at the marches the other day that said, we will adopt your baby. That is a big stance to take, but it's one that we are willing to do because we believe that every child deserves a life. And I think it's so beautiful. So Christine, do you want to add to that? What What is your views after seeing the Roe v. Wade decision overturned? Um, well,
2: I was so excited. My dad came in and told me, and I was like, so excited about it but um yeah I just think like I mean it should have never been in the supreme court's hands in the 70s like it should have it should have been up to the states and I don't think like I think it should be illegal altogether but it's definitely a step in a good direction now that it's going back to the states so
0: Mm -hmm. I agree and why do you believe life is so devalued in our culture today (laughs)
1: Um, well, I think that, you know, the root of everything is, um, Christ or the Mm -hmm. lack of Christ. So without Christ, we are dead in our sin. Uh, We will continue down a path of depravity Mm -hmm. and, um, our country is just needing the gospel so desperately. Um, we have broken families where, you know, God is not the foundation of the home. Mm -hmm. Um, we have taken God out of our schools and the word of God is being watered down even, um, even in churches, Um, It's being watered down to cater to the culture. And um, what our culture needs is the gospel being boldly proclaimed. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that that is what it all boils down to. And so um, I believe that we need to fight um, through our vote and through politics. But we always have to remember that the fight is a spiritual battle. Mm -hmm. And um, so the gospel is really the remedy.
0: Absolutely. And I love when in your story you said, that going on that Sunday and having that pamphlet in your hands really solidified for your family that life was the only option. How do you think churches have either stepped away from their responsibility or stepped up to the plate in that case when it comes to talking on the stance of being pro-life?
1: Um, well, we attend a church that, you know, is does not shy away from this and, um, <clears throat> you know, boldly uh, proclaims truth. And I think that any church that is not, um, <clears throat> speaking truth on this is doing a major disservice because mm-hmm. any time that we, um, you know, embrace sin, we're not doing anybody any favors because sin leads to bondage and sin leads to death. And so we need to speak truth about what sin does and not just, you know, the fact that it is, taking away a life of a baby, but there's also a lot of trauma and psychological issues that um, women have to deal with after, you know, the aftermath of having an abortion. And so um, I think that the call on the church is to boldly proclaim truth on this topic and not shy, shy away from it. Because I, like Christina said, God's word is very clear on this Mm -hmm. issue. Yeah. And he
0: knits us in our mother's womb. I think that's one of the most, um, greatest verses towards the sanctity of life is that he was there he in every single case he is always there he made life he's the creator of life and that's where um everything comes from and so how, what has been i think a lot of people see posts either on instagram or maybe a news headline will pop up but what has been your greatest source when it comes to information about the truth of abortion
1: um well Like I said before, we attend a really biblically sound church. So our pastor, Dr. Rob Brunianski, has always spoke boldly on this topic. And um, he's really ignited a fire of passion in a lot of people in our church to, you know, really take a hard stance on this. Mm -hmm. Um, I also listen to a lot of Pastor Jeff Durbin. Um, and he's been a real inspiration in the fight against, um, for abolishing abortion. Mm -hmm. And, um, he's from Apologia Church and I'm just super encouraged by the work that they're doing in the fight for this. And, um, I have been really encouraged by your account as well. And I just am so amazed to see, um, a lot of these younger Christians that are Mm -hmm. just speaking boldly. That's just so, um, empowering to see and encouraging for the next generation. So um, another really good um, account to, to check into is Erin Coates. Um, she's the wife of James Coates, Pastor mm-hmm. James Coates from Canada that was arrested. Right. Um, she has a really powerful story. And um, if you guys haven't listened to her podcast on abortion, I highly recommend listening to it. Um, and really one of the most important things that I also feel like is important to add is that abortion is not the unforgivable sin. Um, my sin and rebellion Mm -hmm. towards God is just as offensive as somebody having an abortion is to God. And so, you know, the Bible says that when we repent and place our faith in Jesus, he is faithful to forgive us. Mm -hmm. And John 836 says, who the Son sets free, he is free indeed. And so if you have had an abortion and, um, you know, if you have repented and placed your faith in Christ, you are free and you no longer need to be stuck in the bondage and the guilt and the shame of that sin. Um, you are set free and you are covered in his righteousness when, um, you come to Christ. And so, um, I know that this is um, also a painful time for um, women who have maybe experienced an abortion and they now have regrets mm-hmm. listening to all the news it might be slightly triggering for them. And so I just want everybody to know out there that no matter where you're at, that there is hope for you. Mm-hmm. There was hope for me. And let me tell you, I was a wretched sinner. I was in a dark place and I was definitely not living a life for the Lord. And um, so, you know, I'm no better than someone else Mm. who has had an abortion. Just because I'm against it, it doesn't mean that I'm, you know, more um, righteous or anything like that. It's through Christ that um, we have hope and um, he gives us his righteousness.
0: Mm. And I think that's the greatest message to give out to mothers and give out to women who just have Mm -hmm. sat in this and really um have sat in their guilt and their shame because i think there's a lot of people in the church i love when pastors say that the church isn't for people to come on sundays it's for broken sinners to start to find healing and i think that's so powerful and so um to talk about sources christina as a young christian and pro-life um pro-lifer where where do you find your um resources as well
2: um, like I said, like, the Bible is my main source as a mm-hmm. Christian. Like, whenever I am struggling with, like, a topic, I would always go to the Bible first because that's, like, all truth no matter what. And, yeah, also, like, my mom said, our church, like, our pastor is very wise, I think. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Any other, like, Instagram accounts? Um, Yeah, I'd say Abby Johnston. Mm-hmm. She's... Uh, calls herself an abolitionist now, and I really, um, I've been looking into that myself, like, I don't know enough about it, but um, I really think that what she has to say is really great. I just listened to her podcast with uh, Alex Clark, talking about, like, her experience, and it's it's really powerful and emotional, but I think everyone should hear her story also like an unplanned, that was a really good movie, Mm -hmm. um, to hear about her story. I think she just has a powerful story. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Her, her power or her story is, is definitely a really powerful story Mm -hmm. of how God can just totally take somebody out of their sinful life and just completely turn it around and use it for his glory. And, um, that is the God that we serve. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, there's just so much hope and, um, We are always going to boldly speak truth on the topic of abortion that, you know, it is wrong and it is evil and it is unbiblical. But at the same time, we are all also going to offer that hope that there is hope when we repent and believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ.
0: Absolutely. And all those sources are amazing. I personally, when I watched the movie Unplanned, it was just so vulgar what happens during an abortion. And I think that's what our society is lacking. When I saw videos the other day of women holding up signs saying um, this is not a human life, this is not a human being and many pro-life activists were saying well do you actually know what happens in an abortion and they responded well no, I don't, or they were they were telling him what was happening in abortion, and they were like, that's not what happens in an abortion. I think that's what our society is lacking is the information and the truth, like you said, of what an abortion is and really what it does to both the mother and the baby. And so I think that's really important to bring up, as well as, like you said, we're here for both truth and forgiveness and helping you find healing in your circumstances. And so... Um, I I wanted to ask, are the younger generations more uninformed? Is is that happening more?
1: Like I said earlier, I am actually just really encouraged by the younger generation. Mm -hmm. Um, I just see people like you, Anna, and Christina, who are just boldly proclaiming Christ at such a young age and unapologetically speaking truth. And that is just so amazing to see. Um, I definitely think that there are people who are uninformed. Um, and again, I think it starts with just sharing the gospel. And once God has changed someone's heart of stone into a, um, a heart of flesh and he gives someone the eyes to see the truth, then they're empowered to be mm-hmm. able to, you know, go and speak boldly. Um, I think from a scientific standpoint, there are a lot of people in the young, younger generation that do not understand how in like what actually takes place right. during an abortion, um how graphic and awful it is. Um And oftentimes, you know, like a, a younger woman will go through that experience because society tells you, Oh, it's not a big deal. And even Planned Parenthood, you know, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll try to coach you and, and tell you, Oh, it's not really that big of a deal. It's just a minor procedure. Right. When you and I both know it's so much more than that. Mm-hmm. And Um, they end up leaving with so much trauma and um, physical and psychological. And so I think that if a lot of people were educated on the actual process of an abortion, which although it may come across graphic on social media to Mm -hmm. see those types of images, um, I think a lot of people would reconsider. And I think that that is probably the thing that the younger generation is the most ignorant to. I, I absolutely agree and
0: I'm so glad to have people like Christina and I know so many others who are in the fight at our age and I think that should serve as an encouragement to those either who feel like they don't have a voice or they want to speak up and they don't feel ready to. It's never too young to start. and. Um, what is, what is the end goal of the pro-life movement? I think there's some discrepancy when people talk about this, but um, maybe from your opinion or what you've heard, what is our end goal?
1: Um, well, kind of like you said, there's a lot of varying degrees of beliefs and um, different types of organizations um, within the pro-life movement regarding what the end goal is. Um, my personal goal is to abolish it because Mm -hmm. my standard is scripture. And I believe that, um, we are called to, um, fiercely protect innocent lives. And, um, you know, abortion is an act that takes the life from the most vulnerable and defenseless humans in society. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, as far as like my passion behind it, it would be to completely abolish it. Um, do you have
2: anything to add to that? Yeah, I agree. I think. I want to abolish abortion
0: mm-hmm. also, but I think that, I don't know, yeah, I, <laughs> pretty much <laughs> Okay. And when someone comes back at you, I think this is really vital to go through. If someone says, well, if you are willing to abolish abortion, then how are you going to help? Um, so maybe give some ideas to those who don't know how to answer or respond to that question.
1: how to help somebody in, in like my shoes, for example, is that what you mean? Um, well, I honestly believe that Christians really are doing a great job at that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can just tell from my own personal experience how much support that I had from people that I didn't even know. Mm -hmm. Um, I had people, you know, delivering, uh, car seats to my door. Um, and so, you know, if you're not sure how you can help, I mean, just if you know somebody who is a teen mom or who is a single mom, it doesn't have to be a teen mom, maybe in um, circumstances that are more challenging, um, you know, you could send formula, you can send diapers, um, mm-hmm. send clothes, um, ask for their baby registry, and maybe just throw it on your social media and share mm-hmm. it and see if some of your followers will, you know, be willing to um, order something and send it to them. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, I definitely think that, you know, if we want to abolish it, we also have to say that we're willing to, um, be available to support, um, women who aren't in those shoes and in those circumstances and come along.
0: Absolutely. All right. So going back to your story, you were a teenage girl, found out you were pregnant. Um, and I know many have experienced this from different stories that I've heard, But what would you say to a teenage girl who is listening, who feels unattached from God and has fallen away from God and living a God-honoring life? What would you say to her?
1: Um, I would just want her to know that um, it's never too late to turn to the Lord. Um, There is no sin that is a secret from God and God's forgiveness is available to you no matter what lifestyle you're in, no matter what rebellion you are in. And today is the day of salvation. So Mm -hmm. what are you waiting for? Um, If God could turn my life around from sin and rebellion and redeem my life, he can do the same for you. Mm -hmm. Um, You are only going to find pain and emptiness when you're chasing after the ways of the world, Um, such as like partying and alcohol and sex. Um, So my advice would be just stop holding on to that sin and come lay it down at the foot of the cross and allow God to just transform your heart from the inside out. And, um, you know, you'll just be amazed when you come to the Lord, what he can do with whatever brokenness that you're in. Mm -hmm. And there's so much hope. So I just want to give you hope that, you know, there, whatever, whatever sin that you're in, it's, it's nothing that the Lord can't uh, pull you out of.
0: Exactly. And I think that just to add a little bit, um, that, sometimes it feels hard and i think maybe christine can um attest to this but it feels hard when you see on instagram when people are doing these things that fits into culture and fits into the wavelength of what is popular you know the trends um but i think it's so valuable to see people like christine just fighting against the tide fighting against what their culture has set out for them where it's like live a life of partying live a life where you won't remember yesterday you know and so I think just like Rebecca said just fight against that a little bit and know that there is redemption if you have um fallen into that path and so I love this time I love to ask guests what their call to actions are so would you want to give any call to actions for those listening um pertaining to the topic of pro-life
1: um well I would say uh that we just need to uh, first and foremost, be praying, um, Mm. praying for our nation, um, praying for those who are spiritually blind. Um, we're at a time right now where it kind of feels like you're talking to a wall Mm. when you're talking to somebody who's on the other side and it's because they just spiritually don't even have the eyes to see. And so we need to first start, um, those conversations with prayer and, um, we need to be lifting up our state leaders to make the right decisions going Mm -hmm. forward. Um, and then you know there's so many different organizations um i know more on the local level here um in arizona we had um what's the name of the pregnancy center now all right what's called choices pregnancy center now. yeah choices pregnancy center which uh formerly was known as crisis pregnancy center is Mm -hmm. the center that i went to for resources and you know all, all sorts of supplies and different things so um call your local pregnancy center because they are all over the place and Mm -hmm. um, find out how you can get involved. Um, If you have financial means, ask if you can donate in some way, whether it's financially or purchasing some items. Um, But those kind of things make such a huge difference in um, the life of somebody who is walking through a situation like mine who didn't have a job or, you know, have a lot of resources. Um, So I just think you need to, you know, be willing to come alongside these women. Mm -hmm. Um, If we're going to, you know, be in this fight against abortion, it also means that we have to um, find ways that we're going to support these women through their pregnancies.
0: Absolutely. And Christine, do you have any calls to actions for maybe some people who are in the Gen Z generation? Kind of maybe talk to them and see what they can do.
2: Well, I know in high schools like there is a lot more like close to you that like than you even know. So I think mm-hmm. just reaching out to girls that you might see struggling or that you know something is going on in their lives. like if you even if you don't go to a pregnancy center, you can at least reach out to them personally to um, try to help them out. Absolutely. And, and of course pray. Yes.
0: Yeah. I think that um, praying for our local leaders is very important, and I love that one because essentially right now it's up to the states, it's up to um, every state's legislation and what they're willing to do, and I think it's a step forward, but also it's something to continue to pray for because it could be a step backward where some states will be totally open for abortion up to birth you know sometimes it gives them that power but at the same time we just have to pray for the soul of our nation for the souls of those who have lost their way um and like i really like what you said rebecca throughout the whole thing where they just don't have their eyes open to see and just um, praying for that and so to end our time together would each of you like to tell where people can find you on social media so they can find resources? I know, um, with the gospel is enough. You can find so many good infographics. I love your Instagram. Um, and just sharing that with others.
1: Yeah. My, my page is the gospel is enough. Um, and that is, there's periods in between Mm -hmm. every single word. So the period gospel period is period enough. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, kind of just a whole mixture of different um content um anything anything and everything um, is addressed through a biblical lens um so and then of course a lot of bible verses and stuff like that as well
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and christina um
2: uh, my account is christina.jade it's more like a personal account but yeah i do post a lot of um i post a lot about politics <laughs> so yeah Awesome. A lot of
1: she she also posts a lot about um abortion on there mm-hmm. and um having you know going through the process of working for through Susan B. Anthony list and mm-hmm. stuff, she's also gained a lot of wisdom and has a lot of good information to share on this topic on her page. So
0: incredible, thank you so much, ladies. I know your story is going to impact so many, and I was so honored to get to hear it and witness um, what God has done in your lives. I know that. This is just the beginning, and it is going to be interesting to see the next couple of months and um, the next year to see what happens. But I know that, of course, we'll be praying alongside so many others, and I will be linking y'all's Instagrams and any little resources y'all gave out throughout the um, episode so others can get to that. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much. It was nice talking to you. Of
0: course.